Hello, my name is Sue Ditta, and this is the Electric City Culture Cast. The Culture Cast is brought to you every other week by the Electric City Culture Council, that's EC3, and that's every other Wednesday night at 7 p.m., broadcasting through the facilities of Trent Radio, 92.7 FM CFFF in Peterborough, Ontario. You are listening to Volume 5 of the Electric City Culture Council. It's called Stay Warm Peterborough. Winter is certainly upon us. As I said, my name is Sue Ditta. I'm the Executive Director of EC3. I'm Eva Fisher, EC3's Program Coordinator and Producer of the Culture Cast. Every other week, the Electric City Culture Cast will take you inside Peterborough's arts, culture, and heritage scene, one of the hottest arts, culture, and heritage scenes anywhere in the province. Our magazine format will feature interviews with rising stars and emerging artists, take you behind the scenes at a wide range of arts and culture organizations in the community and on the Trent campus. We'll delve into the issues that people are talking about right now, bring you up to date on the latest news, reviews and happenings, and provide you with information and advice on what to see and how to advance your own arts practice. We'll broadcast every other week on Trent Radio, and all of our shows are also available as podcast on the EC3 website or hosted by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. In this episode, we're listening to Soul Cake by Carried Away, a fitting musical choice because today we're speaking with two members of Carried Away, John Hoffman and Rob Fortin. You may know Carried Away from In From The Cold, an annual holiday concert that raises money for the Yes Emergency Shelter for Youth and Families. In addition to our interview with the folks from In From The Cold, we will also feature Michael Noonan from the Peterborough Symphony Orchestra, And don't forget about our fan-favorite advice column, Ask Sue. But first, here's Sue Ditta speaking with John Hoffman and Rob Fortin in Studio B. Hello, I'm Sue Ditta, and this is the Electric City Culture Cast. We're coming to you tonight at Trent Radio, 92.7 FM on your radio dial in Peterborough, Ontario. This Electric City Culture Cast broadcast is brought to you by the Electric City Culture Council. I'm Sue Ditta, and tonight in the studio with me, I have John Hoffman and Rob Fortan, forces of nature behind the annual In From The Cold concert. In From The Cold is a hallmark to begin the Yuletide season in Peterborough, I can tell you that, not just for me and everybody at the Electric City Culture Council, but for the 350-plus people who come to the concert every year. And they have been coming for a lot of years now, John. How many years? For This will be number 18. 18 years of In From The Cold. And it really is, I sometimes call it the rogue Yuletide concert, the alternative Christmas concert. It's very special, and we're going to start out our interview today by asking you to tell us what will people see and feel when they walk into the market hall that night? Well, there's a really nice vibe in the hall, and it starts with the way the hall looks. And one thing you're not going to see is a Christmas tree. Typical Christmas concert. You see, you see Christmas trees on stage. There's no Christmas tree. It's very Christmassy. There's all kinds of greenery, and our designer, Dale Finley, has created this uh, amazing <laughs> set. And, and we, we haul in all this greenery stuff, and it's piled on the floor in a big chaotic mess. And it somehow we, we weave it together and put in lights, and it's, it's kind of magical. It does make magic in the market hall yeah, at Christmas. Yeah. I can't 
believe it because it's kind of corny, but it's true. And, and when you walk out on stage, there's this sort of um, it's, it's an anticipation. It's like it's like a, it's almost like a family reunion. It's a happy family reunion. It's a happy family reunion, <laughs> unlike many Christmases. If you've ever been to the Inn from the Cold concert, sometimes the audience gets rowdy and starts screaming for their favorite songs, especially towards the end. But um, I think one of the things that makes that concert unique is the variety of music that you bring to the evening. Can you tell us a little bit about what are the traditions you draw on and who are some of the different performers? Well, we specialize in songs that don't you don't hear that often at Christmas. There's a there's sort of a uh, canon of Christmas music, and we hear the same songs every year. And we do the odd one one of those. that We were just playing good King Wenceslas there. But um, we specialize in digging up what I call hidden Christmas gems. And we comb the Internet and music books for, for songs that are uh, at least as beautiful as the ones you normally hear, and I think often a lot better. So I like outside the Western uh, canon? Uh, yeah, and... Although on the fringes sometimes, okay, you know there's songs that people do, and uh, what amazes me is that we keep finding new ones. Like, well, new to us. There's a song that we're doing this year that I'd never heard before. Robin Sue sent me a a link to this song, and, and when I looked it up, well, it turned out Nat King Cole recorded it in 1960, and I, in all the searching I'd done, I never heard it. Beautiful. And What's a, that one? It's called the a Cradle in Bethlehem. It's oh. a beautiful, very simple, beautiful little song, and we do it with a folky treatment and and you know we put the, the other difference is that our our music is played on acoustic instruments so that it's the i call it the christmas the christmas concert with no church organ so there's no there's no organ it's like ma uh, guitar mandolin fiddle irish bazooki uh harp we have a, a dulcimer hammer dulcimer concertina tin whistles that kind of thing and so it's you're hearing christmas music played on instruments that you don't usually hear it on so we have unusual instruments, no electric music or electronic music, but there are a number of, of choirs and um, individuals who play. Can you give us the lineup? Right. Well, the, the, uh, it started with Carried Away, which is a band that Rob and Sue and I have. So that's Rob Fortan, Sue Newman, and John Hoffman. And, and, uh, we've, for the, and the interesting thing, we had this band back in the late 90s, and the band doesn't really exist anymore, except except, the, at, Christmas. except at Christmas time. We play it in from the cold, and you know, Rob and Sue and I have another band now called Chester Babcock, where we play old jazz songs. But for Christmas, we still go with the name Carried Away because Carried Away was still kind of playing when we started the concert, and uh, so Carried Away is a, is a, a folk string band with three part harmony, and uh, so for this, so that's that's the basis of it. And when we started doing the concert, we didn't have enough songs for a whole night. So we had done some gigs with Curtis Streeter uh, as this character, Enrique Roy Clavier, that he plays. And so we asked Curtis to do the song, the do some songs. And then uh, it also happened that the previous summer, Susan Newman had directed a choir at the fourth line production of The Devil and Joseph Scriven. And it was a choir put together just for that show. And all those people were saying, well, when can we sing again? So the core of that group, plus a few other people, became the first convivial chorus and that was our uh, and that's the choir and then we've uh, a few years later we added Michael Ketimer who's a fingerstyle guitar player and a couple of years after that Tana Haney who plays Celtic harp and uh, that's those are the core performers it's, it's basically a bunch of musical friends that enjoy getting together and playing this music every year 
It's a gorgeous event, I have to say. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole year. So we have what I call a boutique choir, the Convivial Chorus. Right. We have Carried Away, the three-piece string group. We have Michael Ketimer. And if you've never had a chance to see the extraordinary Curtis Dreger on stage, you really need to come. He has something fun and magical and just a little out of the ordinary oh and yeah. out of the box every year for us in the beautiful market hall decorated with all kinds of natural greenery and things from the forest that Curtis and Dale go out and get and um, I'm going to ask John and um, Rob maybe to play a little bit of a tune that's going to come up for us this year John Hoffman, Rob Fortan A Taste of In From The Cold 2018 That was John Hoffman and Rob Fortan with a tune from the In From The Cold concert coming up at the Market Hall. When's the concert, John? December 8th and 9th, and you, you can buy tickets. The tickets are $20 or $15 for uh, kids and students, and that's with all fees included. And you can get them at the Market Hall box office, and you can get them at Moondance, or you, you can get them online at the Market box office or in person. Fantastic. And what was that tune you were playing us? That is a tune called uh, Came a Rose. And, and what I did was I took, um, I fell in love with Fado music about a year and a half. It's a Fado tune. And I. Fado's music from Portugal? Music from Portugal. Yeah, I went to Portugal and fell in love with pa Fado music. And uh, the first time I heard this, that intro to that song, I thought that sounds like a Christmas carol. And I found some lerics that actually from Lo How a Rose and adapted those to fit the song. I, sh I should also say, I just wanted to mention our beneficiary the uh, Youth Emergency Shelter. So when we were starting this concert, we thought we want to do a Christmas concert, want to do our style of Christmas concert, and we don't want to make any money from it, so we'll find someone to give the money to. And at about that time, I happened to hear about some people that were trying to start a shelter for homeless youth, and the idea really appealed to me. They needed, uh, they didn't even have a program yet, and uh, they were just trying to raise some money to get started. So we uh, approached them, and they've been our uh, beneficiary ever since, and we've kind of grown together. They're now a, a pretty thriving um, facility that serves a lot of people in this uh, in this community with some really valuable services. So that's yes, the Peterborough Youth Emergency Shelter. All of the funds raised, and I think that's pretty much every ticket sold, that money now can go directly to, yes. Over the past 18 years, how much money have you been able to provide to yes? Over $110,000. $110,000. And I can't remember how long ago it was, but it moved up from one night a year to two nights a year. So now people have two chances to see this really extraordinary concert have an experience that really puts the meaning into Christmas. 
all done by the most extraordinary local artists and musicians, many of whom you'll see appearing in theaters and plays uh, every other Friday night at Catalina's, Chester Babcock, Curtis Dreger, you never know when he'll pop up. So thank you so much for coming into Studio B today, and if you could take us out with a little bit more music from In From The Cold... For the community to kick off the Christmas season, go to In From The Cold December 8th and 9th at the Market Hall. Thanks to John Hoffman, Rob Fortan, who are both here in the studio, to Sue Newman, Curtis Dreger, Michael Kettermer, and all of the people who bring us In From The Cold each year. And just to close out the show, I'm going to ask you a hard question. What's your favorite song from the In From The Cold concerts? John. Oh, no. You know what? I'm going to say Noelle Atarive. We're doing it this year. Very good. And how about you, Rob? Um, that's a tough one. What's my favorite song? I like the one that we end with, Christ Child's Lullaby. Beautiful. Go hear two great songs by great performers at the Market Hall this year and help the Youth Emergency Shelter. Thanks for being in the studio, boys. You can buy tickets to In From the Cold on the Market Hall website, tickets.markethall.org. You can also listen to the concert on Christmas Day on Trent Radio, 92.7 FM CFFF. And for you podcast listeners, you can head to Trent Radio's website and stream it from there. Our next guest is here to tell us about another fantastic concert experience in Peterborough. Michael Noonan is here, music director and conductor of the Peterborough Symphony Orchestra. Sue talks to him in studio now. My name is Sue Ditta, and this is the Electric City Culture Cast. The Culture Cast is brought to you by the Electric City Culture Council, that's EC3. I'm the executive director, and I'm thrilled to have the conductor and musical director of the Peterborough Symphony Orchestra, Michael Noonan, here with me in the studio. Hello, Michael. Hello, Sue. How's it going at the Peterborough Symphony? It's going great. It's going better than ever. I wanted to ask questions that some people might be shocked to know that I'm not clear on, but I know you'll know the details, and I want everybody in Peterborough to get a picture of what our symphony orchestra looks like. So I'm going to start out by asking you, what's the difference, if any, between a symphony and a philharmonic and a chamber orchestra? Well, I get these questions a lot, Sue, and and the thing is, is that there is no real difference between a symphony and a philharmonic. That's just a title, and okay. it goes that's historical, and we won't get into that reason there. But a chamber orchestra is basically an orchestra that's smaller than a symphony or a philharmonic. Uh, a chamber orchestra might have between twenty and thirty-five members, and a symphony or a philharmonic 
can go up to well over 100. The Peterborough Symphony on stage is roughly 70, uh, sometimes 80 people. And uh, so I put us about in the middle. Okay, fantastic. So 70 to 80 people, you're conducting and directing the symphony. Do you work out the musical program? Basically, yes. That's my job. That's what the music director does. Um, however, it's I, I cheat a little bit, uh, like we all do. Uh, we have a committee of people. Um, some of them are from the orchestra. Some of them are our management, and some are just supporters. And we talk about different ideas that we have um, that come up, usually one, two years in advance. And then we talk about people we would like to play with, soloists and, and things like this. And then um, I work out all the, the fine details, I'd say. So it's a group effort, but you're the leading vision, maybe. Uh, well, it has to be that way because um, it, the, usually, it, it, like any institution, the person who runs it artistically will give them uh, give the institution a little bit of their personality. And, and so there, there is that to it. But I try to be as democratic as possible without maybe going so far that it becomes anarchy. <laughs> Totally understand, because you want a coherent um, artistic vision there, and you want to take best advantage as possible of the talent that we have in Peterborough, and of the people that you can bring to augment that talent. You know, I, I have a sense that the Peterborough Symphony Orchestra is a, is a very strong one, but how do you make that work in a city this small? How many trained classical musicians are there? How many people of those belong to the symphony? Where do you bring in other professionals um, from outside? Can you explain to our listeners how that works? Well, um, we are finding that from an orchestra about 15 years ago that had a certain percentage of trained musicians that were not working as musicians full-time but were working in other jobs, uh, we had a fairly small percentage of those people uh, and now we have a very large percentage of those people that, that live in Peterborough and finished music studies uh, often in performance on their instrument and are doing other things or they're doing we're working in music here in Peterborough and we're also finding some people moving to Peterborough from for example the GTA for obvious reasons uh, the Peterborough is as we all know, going through some growth right now. And that's certainly affecting us. Uh, we are joined uh, by about, well, somewhere in between 20 and as many as 30 people that come from out of town to join us for a concert to supplement the size of the orchestra. So really, I'd say in Peterborough, we have about 40 musicians and the rest come from outside. I mean, this seems absolutely fantastic to me and thrilling that we have 40 professionally trained classical musicians come together with some others and make symphony music here in Peterborough. Is this unusual? Does it happen in other parts of Canada? And what kinds of things make it possible for something like that to happen? It's a difficult question to answer because every community is unique unto itself. And Peterborough as I mentioned, is changing. And so we have more and more musicians here. And it's possible to do things when you have people here. It's very difficult. For example, I have another orchestra. I'm the music director of the of Symphony New Brunswick. And it's a, New Brunswick in general is much less populated than Ontario is. And so 
um, we have to be very careful in how many people we can hire in New Brunswick to be on stage. Um, uh, Peterborough Symphony, of course, is a an orchestra is an organization that's been growing very very strongly over the past few years, even budget wise, and so we have to we get some support from the Ontario Arts Council. We have support, a lot of support from donors from from the community. We have uh, a lot of grants that we get. Our uh, general manager, Deanna Gutman, is very, very adept at finding where the money is. And so, like all of these groups, you have to have an influx of money to make it happen. But you have to have the support, support of the community in order to get the grants. And so what we're seeing right now is we have very, very well-attended concerts. Last season, out of the five concerts that we presented officially... Um, Four of them sold out, and the one had 85% capacity, and so we're, we're doing really well. Congratulations. That's a terrific success record. So this is like five or 600 people coming to a concert. Am I right about that? Um, selling out means about 650, and, wow. and sometimes we have to uh, sell tickets to rehearsals as well. <laughs> so, that's, so people can get their taste. Well, yes, and so I, I'd say right now that we're at the point where we have to we need uh, larger spaces. We have to be thinking that way. I think the the, the city is. I keep saying it's growing, and and the symphony is certainly really growing. It's exciting to it's exciting to think that we have that level of interest in classical music and in symphony performance right here in Peterborough, and that we have such a terrific. Uh, team of people putting on the programs in Peterborough and really putting together that very delicate puzzle that makes it all work with funding, with philanthropy, uh, with ticket buyers and box office. I, I know it's a complicated project to make that work, so congratulations. From an outside perspective, we've just seen the symphony growing and getting stronger and stronger every year. And thanks to you, because I, I know it's not uncommon for people in your position to manage more than one orchestra, but it must be a lot of hard work back and forth. Where in New Brunswick do you go? Well, um, Symphony of New Brunswick is based in St. John, but uh, that orchestra plays in all the in the three major cities there in, in, in that province, uh, St. John, Moncton, and Fredericton. Wow. All right. So I want to focus just for a minute on what's coming up for the PSO. Um, we have Hollywood for the Holidays. Hmm. What is that all about? I'm assuming it's a festive seasonal concert. Give us the details. Well, absolutely. We've uh, in December. We are looking at a festive season concert every year, and uh, this year we decided to concentrate a little bit on music from Christmas movies. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, I've watched it several times a year. I have to imagine. I have to admit. <laughs> I watch it several times a year. I have to admit, is Home Alone, great and film. Uh, music by John Williams. One of the great film composers and so we're doing that music we have the peterborough pop ensemble joining us to sing and we have music from one of my perennial favorites i think everybody's it's a wonderful life and we have uh music from polar express uh we are also joined by the kawartha youth orchestra um, so we'll be playing music by tchaikovsky uh, some sleeping beauty and some music by prokofiev uh, we also have a sing-along at the very end, and so everybody can use their lungs and try to take the roof off of Showplace. Uh, all kinds of fun. 
All right, great Yuletide cheer with the Peterborough Symphony Orchestra at Hollywood for the holidays. Uh, where and when should we go, and how much are the tickets, Michael? Well, uh, to purchase tickets, look at the Peterborough Symphony website, and all the information is there. I'm not very good at remembering ticket prices and things like this. That's okay. But the actual concert date is uh, Saturday, December the 9th, and we're going to be doing two concerts that day. One, the first one is going to be at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the second one is going to be at 7.30 in the evening. Okay, the Kawartha Youth Orchestra, the Peterborough Symphony Orchestra, the Peterborough Pop Ensemble. Adult ticket price is $30. Student price is $10. Tickets are available at the Showplace box office. You can call 705-742-SHOW, that's 705-742-7469, or go to showplace, all one word, dot org. Thank you, Michael Newman, conductor and musical director of the Peterborough Symphony Orchestra. I hope you have a great performance, a great season, and a wonderful holiday. Thanks for having me, Sue. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Plagued with arts-related questions? Can't tell the do's from the don'ts? Are you feeling like you need a little guidance? It's time for us to get on the line with the Ann Landers of Art, Sue Ditta. Hey, Eva. Ann Landers is dead. But I'm very much alive, and so are the people who send in questions. And this week's question is from Georgia in Calgary. Georgia does promotion for an arts venue, and she's wondering about writing press releases. Is it better to just send out press releases for everything that happens every day and let the media decide which is interesting? Or should you focus on one big thing once a month? How do you write a good press release? Sue? Hey, Georgia. Thanks for writing in. That's a really great question. Keep in mind you want to use the word media release because so many outlets use more than just the press now to bring us news and information. Talk to the outlets in advance. Find out what their publication schedule is, what their timing deadlines are, and govern yourself accordingly. Use the inverted pyramid format for your media release. Pile all the really critical information at the top and the extras and the accessories at the bottom. A powerful headline really makes a difference, something that will grab an editor's attention and that they can use to grab the reader's attention. I'd say take a look at your programming over three months, send out a media release with all three months, and then hit them about seven days before an event with a full media release and a reminder three days right before the event. One thing we've been doing at EC3 is doing a little personal covering letter that goes out with our media release, and we use MailChimp to send the media release out. And always pick a few key outlets that would really make a difference if they covered your event. Do a follow-up phone call and ask them if they need information. And photographs. If you have headshots or shots of bands or theater companies or anything from previous events, that's great and will be, make it more likely that you'll get coverage in the press. When it's all over, send a thank you note if the coverage was great. Those are some of our top tips on media releases and promoting events. And that's all for this week's episode of the Electric City Culture Cast. 
My name is Sue Ditta, and I'm the executive director of EC3. That's the Electric City Culture Council. We broadcast every other Wednesday at 7 p.m. through the facilities of Trent Radio at 92.7 on your FM dial. The Electric City Culture Council is supported by a number of organizations, and we'd like to say thanks for the generous support from the City of Peterborough, the Ontario Trillium Foundation, the Ontario Arts Council, and Canadian Heritage. We'd also like to thank our board of directors and volunteers and the great people at Trent Radio who made this broadcast possible. And now here's Soul Cake from Carried Away, recorded at the 2006 In From The Cold concert. Thanks to Jill Stavely from Trent Radio for pulling it out of their archives. Hey ho, nobody home. Me nor drink ho, nor money have I done. Yet or we will be married. Yet nor drink nor money have I done. Yet we will be married. Yet or we will be married. Yet nor drink nor money have I done. Yet we will be married. Yet nor drink nor money have I done. Yet nor drink nor money have I done. Yet we will be married. God bless the master of this house and the mistress also And all the little children who round your table go The cattle in your stable, the dog at your front door And all who dwell within these gates, we wish you ten times more Soul, soul, soul cake, please good missus a soul cake An apple, a pear, a plum, a cherry, any good thing to make us all merry One for Peter, two for Paul, three for him who made us all Go down to the cellar, see what you can find And if the barrels are all empty, I hope you will be and I hope you will be kind with your apples and strawberries. We'll go no more soulin' till this time next year. Soul, soul, soul cake. Please, goodness, is a soul cake. An apple, a pear, a plum, a cherry. Any good thing to make us all merry. One for Peter, two for Paul, three for him who made us all. Streets are very dirty, my shoes are very thin. I have a little pocket to put a penny in. If you haven't got a penny, a hey penny will do. If you haven't got a hey penny, then God bless you. So, so, so cake, please, goodness, is a soul cake. An apple, a pear, a plum, a cherry, and a good thing to make us all merry. Any good thing to make us all merry One for Peter, two for Paul, three 
Thank you. 